This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Get a Casper mattress and get a great night's sleep. Try it for 100 nights risk-free. Go to casper.com slash Glenn and use the promo code Glenn. Get $50 towards the purchase of your mattress. Terms and conditions do apply. So what has the left learned from this last election? I would say not a lot yet. However, there are two very different points of view on who they should run in 2020. Which one do you think will bolster the votes? Anthony Weiner or Oprah Winfrey? Two different voices speak out for the Republican and the progressive, I'm sorry, the Democratic and progressive arm of the Democratic Party. We begin there right now. Entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. I can't believe we are five weeks away from Christmas already. I was, I was in bed last night with my wife, and she's like, honey, we have to make this decision now. And I'm like, honey, Thanksgiving is still, what, two, three weeks away? She's like, it's next week. What? We're five weeks away from Christmas. I know. What happened? I don't know. My wife is still upset because people in the neighborhood have Christmas lights up already. And you don't? We don't. We don't have We're about to. Stuff up. Christmas. We're about yeah. to. We're decorating our house this week. Yeah, I mean, she's Chris too. I mean, we. I don't know never, if we'll turn them on until after. We've never, we've never done it before Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. It was just, always after Thanksgiving. I need it, man. I need it. Me too. I need it. Me too. I'm there. Yeah, it's time. We need a little Christmas. Yes. Right this very minute, <laughs> and I don't know the rest of the song, so I won't. We have it. to have. A lot of little Christmas or something like that. Mm-hmm. I love that. It's, yeah, and, that's uh, very close. That's very. It close. is. I. I, <laughs> I went out camping uh, with my son on Friday. Did you? Yeah, and, and shockingly, your son as well. Huh. But uh, you weren't there. No, I don't do for it. some reason. I couldn't make it. I, I've worked. And you have worked. Work, I've worked here at the network. No, I'm your boss. No, you you didn't I have do. To work on Friday I, night. You didn't have to. Beer. So I went, uh, it was the longest night of my life, I contend. Um, I went, uh, got there about 5.30 with my son. It was at the Texas Speedway. How long? How, it's a campery. I mean, come on. Okay. That's not, t- that's not roughing it. No. No, really? Really. So we're in Texas, mm-hmm. the largest state <clears throat> next to Alaska. Right. It, largest in the 48 contiguous. Right. I mean, it is... Right? I mean, we're, we're, we're ten times the size of most countries. We've got wilderness. We have it here. Mm-hmm. We're outdoorsmen. Yes. Right? We're tough. We're, I'm not, but that's the, that's the M.O. on Texas. So here's where, we, here's where we end up. So we go and we pack all of our gear, and uh, we pull up to the, the, the speedway. 
the NASCAR Speedway. And we're in the parking lot outside of the Speedway, in between the Speedway and the interstate. So... In between, so you're you're between the speedway and I thirty five and I thirty five, and I said to my son, I said, "Wow, that you know what? Bizarre. Let's let's go see if we can find any animals." Oh, there's a beaver across the street. It's Bucky's. Let's go. So convenience store. The, the, the convenience store, um, which is not a convenience store, it is a city. Yes, it's yeah. awesome. If, if, if awesome. you don't have a Bucky's around you, people wouldn't know what to do. You're from New York, and you go to a Bucky's, they wouldn't know what to think. It's like a Walmart-sized convenience store. It's unbelievable. It's and another thing, this, the Texas Motor Speedway is in the Metroplex. It's yes. still in part of this. Massive so no, on the other side of the Bucky's is the airport. Yeah. So you're having. All right. So wow. it's that outdoorsy. <laughs> it's that outdoorsy. Why did Why did they pick that? Do you have any? Because there's. I would uh, imagine space? because yeah, I would imagine it was six thousand the Boy Campery. Scouts. Six thousand yeah. Boy Scouts. This is thousand. I will say it again. We have. Wilderness. No, we don't have enough. You know what? Here, I guarantee you. Areas for that matter. I guarantee you. Do we do not? No, no, no. Guarantee you. You cannot have six thousand. I get Pat. Pat. We've had jamborees in Montana. Pat. Are you telling me Montana has better facilities? This is a campery. Well, we've had that. A jamboree. A jamboree and a campery are essentially. I can guarantee you. Both are E's. I can guarantee you. This is because of the laws, having to make sure. That you have access to everything, oh, I bet, you have yeah. the right number of porta potties, right. and it's just too expensive to go out and really do it. So you had bathrooms what at the Motor Speedway? Yeah, and and also porta potties oh, everywhere. everywhere. But everywhere, we also so. had real wow. Yeah, okay. So it's at the Motor Speedway. So we're sleep. I'm pitching a tent on gravel, right? And I come on. And to make it worse, I had I had scheduled uh, not uh, even on grass. At least I right. could have put you on the infield. So I so I so I scheduled uh. an interview. I had an interview scheduled for CNN. So I have to do this interview. And so they bring this satellite truck. CNN sends this satellite truck. And so it pulls up next to the tents. And it's got all the light. I mean, it's like it's like a city now. <laughs> And the cameras are there and everything else. This gigantic satellite on this gigantic semi. And uh, so all the Boy knew, Scouts are coming over. Nobody knew like, you were there. Nobody knew I was there. And so all the Boy Scouts are coming around because it was there for four hours. Um, and they said, uh, "What? what's with the... And I said, we I have HBO. Know. We have Showtime. <laughs> we're not roughing it here. What do you guys have? Is this, we, got, we, have we have every channel known to man at our campsite. <laughs> It was nuts. And, and so then we're, I bet then we're, were mad. Then we're making dinner. And the boys have to come up with what to have for dinner. Mm-hmm. What kind of Boy Scout troop has pot stickers on a campout? <laughs> I said, what are, we, what, are, what, are you, what are you guys making? And they said, like dumplings? Like those? Yeah, like, yeah. pot stickers. Yeah. Right. Okay. Pot stickers. <laughs> I thought. I said, you're, we're having Asian cuisine? <laughs> How do you make those over a campfire? You wrap them in foil, right? Yeah, we didn't, we didn't, have a, we didn't actually have a campfire. We couldn't, you can't oh, have well. a campfire at the Speedway. So you just, you just bring the kitchen appliances. Oh, my gosh. It was like, come on. Wait, so they had an oven? 
or a microwave? Yeah, no, they 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 made them in you know on a on a stove, on the gas grills, the Coleman yeah. gas grills. Coleman gas grills. So it was it was like camping like no other. That's I got up. I finally got up at four o'clock in the morning because I couldn't. I just couldn't take it anymore. And I got up at four o'clock in the morning and I just I rolled up my sleeping bag and then I went. No, <laughs> I'm not even rolling it up. I'm just leaving. My son can pack it. So I left. I left. So is your tent Next, still in the middle oh yeah. of the room? No, he I did love it. that. That is quintessential my, Glenn Beck. Uh, yeah, my, <laughs> quintessential Glenn Beck. My, my son gets up and he calls me and he's like, That's the great. You just left the tent and I said, Damn right. You're a Boy Scout. Roll that baby up and make sure you don't lose any of the pieces. I'll see you at home later. That's what so my you son. didn't even wake Rafi up and say you were leaving? No. You just left. No, he was. No. Here, I get here. This, this really hacked me off. I get there, and one of the dads drops his son off and says, I'm just dropping him off. You're what? I'm just dropping him off. You're not staying? At the motor speedway? I'm like, what? Well, no. I mean, I didn't know I had that option. <laughs> then, then, as I... wife didn't let you have that option. I know. Then, as they're, pitching, as they're pitching their tents and I'm pitching mine, one of the camp, the counselors comes over and says, so, uh, Rafey, all the boys are going to be sleeping over there in their tents and then you just stay in yours and everybody can just stay in their tent. The, the, you know, the, the men will stay in their tents. And wasn't the point for the for the fathers to be with the sons? Right, right. So I stood around so if you're all not night. With the son, why be there? I, I'd be I'm, there. A, I'm with you on that. Right, I'm with you. Right. So he, I didn't even. I got up. He wasn't even in my tent. He was in. It was in with the other boys in their tent. Definitely with. I'm you. like, oh man. I said to him, "We're never camping again. Never." At least at a motor speedway. Interesting. That's also what civilization said about 1900. Right. Mm-hmm. right there. <laughs> We're never camping again. I mean, when you're camping and you're going to the Bucky's, that's not camping. Well, you made the choice to go to Bucky's. You could make the choice not we to. We could have hiked across the street. I could have put on my big hiking boots and gone across the street to the Bucky's. That's not camping. Here, the worst experience next so, to this one, the worst experience of my life was my brother convinced me to go hiking and hike up Mount Baker. Okay, now this is a, this is a mountain up in northwest uh, Washington. So he says, let's hike up Mount Baker. I know this great place that we can camp. So we hike all day. I mean, we start at 6 o'clock in the morning. By the time we make it to camp, it's maybe 9.30 or 10 because it's, it's summertime. And it's taken us all day to get there, and it's pitch dark when we get there and we're pitching the tent in the dark what year is this this is this like is a child 17 years old okay okay and uh uh so we we pitch the tent the next morning i'm awakened by the gentle sound of an rv <laughs> and i open up the tent and there is a freaking parking lot and i look at my brother and i said we hiked all day yesterday so we could get away and we're at a parking lot. He's like, I knew you wouldn't go any place without a bathroom. So we're just hiking up here. I, I couldn't imagine you being quiet without a indoor bathroom. This is the only place. Even then. Even then. So I want to see that you're so you're upset that it, that you weren't roughing it enough. No. 
as a, you're upset as a that you didn't drive <laughs> drive to the campsite. You were so upset if you're you were going, going camping to, with your son that you had a TV live show. If you're going schedule. to be miserable, at least be out in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Why be miserable literally 10 minutes from my house? I will say that. All I could think of was I could get in my house. I could be sitting on my couch in total comfort within eight minutes. Yeah, that's why if, I, don't, I don't camp. If you ha- this exact monologue occurs, if the opposite happens, which if you're in the middle yep. of nowhere, you complain about not being close enough yep. to anything. Why well, can't no we question just about go that. right next no door like the Texas Motor Speedway the across the street from The issue is Bucky's. camping. Stop it. Let's stop camping. There's no reason for it. We have homes now. <laughs> camping was important when we didn't have homes. Can you imagine? Now you we imagine have going, nice places to rest. Imagine, imagine somebody a hundred years ago saying, man, someday people are going to live like this for fun. And everybody would be like, crapping in the woods, being cold, sleeping with a rock print in your face the next morning? I don't think so. No, they'll do it for fun, I'm telling you. No. Yeah. I mean, you know, they didn't know that we were also going to have pot stickers. (laughs) That may have been the thing that threw it over the edge. And and now this from our uh, sponsor. This half hour is Simply Safe. Can you see your home from work when you're on vacation? Can you see it and know that everything is okay? You can now with Simply Safe Home Security. They Simply Safe has just come out with a brand new camera. Uh, the Simply Safe camera is tied right directly with Bluetooth to your alarm system. If your system detects uh, detects a door opening or glass break. Um, or or anything like that. The camera automatically goes on and records what is happening in the house. So that way, it not only calls the police, but it records. And then when the police come, you can show them the uh, video of who did that. Your dogs will never be able to get a, uh, get away with anything ever again. See everything that happens at your home now with a brand new Simply Safe camera. Check it out now. New cameras from Simply Safe at simplysafebeck.com. That's simplysafebeck.com. Go there now. Simplysafebeck.com. You're listening. You're listening to the Glenn Beck program. The Glenn Beck program. Mercury. Here's what Bill Maher said about who should run uh, in 2020 for the Democrats. Listen to this. And also, the Democrats have to stop being so nice. Stop bringing a knife to a gun fight. Yep. You know who the the Democrats should nominate next time? Anthony Weiner. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Anthony Weiner, because he had balls and he was an asshole. Remember how much we loved Anthony Weiner before the scandal? Because he stood up to them and said, you're full <laughs> And you know what? They're okay with the grabber. I will see you the grabber and raise you a guy who sex teams with a baby by his <laughs> no, Bill, I'm only one half serious about that. But... Wow. He's only half serious about that. Right. I mean, and you I know he is. You know he's half serious about that. He's not serious about Anthony Weiner specifically. But he, right. he wants to and go. Anthony Weiner. Right. He, he wants, wants somebody, somebody mean. Yep, he wants somebody mean. We talked about this. The two things I think come out of this is the, because uh, that was one of the strategies that was put out to the media, that Hillary was going to try to be inclusive of Republicans and say, Donald Trump is just not one of you. You should come mm-hmm. with me. Um, secondly, so the other side of that is we should have been more mean. We should have said Donald Trump was uh, just another typical Republican and we should have been angry and gone after them. That side of their argument on the Democratic side will gain power. The other side is the Sanders side. I mean, you know, people think that, you know, the Bernie Sanders type, the the wing of that party, the socialist wing of that party will gain strength because of this defeat. They will, I mean, because they will be able to say, Hillary was too much in the middle. Hillary dealt with Wall Street. Hillary, you know, we are going to have a socialist or an actor. I, an actor. I, that's if I'm on the left, that's what I get. From Did me. you hear what Michael Moore I, said going, this weekend? I'm really going to Will Smith, and I'm saying, please do run. Michael Moore said, "I don't know why the right runs Ronald Reagan and Arnold Schwarzenegger, people that America loves, and we have all the people that America loves, and we don't run them. Why aren't we going after Tom Hanks or?" Oprah Winfrey. Well, they're going to. I think so, too. I'll bet they're going to. I think so, too. And part of of that is, I think, before Trump, there was this idea that you could say things that would derail your campaign Mm -hmm. or would destroy your career or whatever. And I think that that's kind of been proven to be untrue. There was also the thought that you had to have some sort of experience. You had to know what you're talking about. That's out the window now. You don't have to have any of that. That's the last. Not even experience. You don't have to know what you're talking about. Right. So, I mean, right. that, those are as long as you say, I'm, I'm going to find somebody who does know what they're talking about and I'll have them somewhere near me. Mm. But I don't know what I'm talking about. That's OK. That's OK with the American people. We've seen that now twice. We're not going back to the days of Romney and McCain and, and George Bush and Al Gore. We're not going back to those days. And some of that's obviously positive. I mean, you say that and I think a lot of people are like, well, good. <laughs> yeah. I agree. I agree. Uh, and I think that's true. It's just a matter of what you go to, mm-hmm. um, which will be interesting. I mean, I, I like I don't you know, there used to be a time where you would say something and then you would say something that would that would sort of disagree with that. And there would be a lot of consequence to pay for that. I, I don't none. think that's where we are anymore. And yeah. I, partially, I don't know. This is just a dumb theory. But like, I think a lot of that has to do with with social media. It's like we are now such in a such a aggressive uh, conflict culture where everything, you, you tweet something, there's always 70 people, and again, like, I know this is a smaller scale if you're not in the media, but, like, there's always people to jump on you, to criticize what you said, without all the facts. People are constantly saying things that um, disagree with what they said three months ago, all the time, and it's all out there, and there's been so much of that. So often, this has happened. I mean, now the thing is, all the left-leaning pundits who were saying we need to come together. Do you believe these Trump people will be aggressive? Do you believe that? Then they're backing the protesters in Oregon and, and, and making excuses for them. 
So many people have done this so many times. It's no longer a positive. No one cares if you're consistent or you believe the same thing that you did three months ago. It's just dead. And I don't know if it's just because people deal with it so often now in their own personal life that it's just no longer a priority. I mean, do you think the John Kerry flip-flop would work on a politician today? No. You voted for it before you voted against it? So what? No. Nobody cares about that anymore. Nobody cares. I mean, he flip-flopped on absolutely every issue. And it's every single issue. So it's it media members, it's celebrities, it's everybody all at the same time. Yeah. So why not go after those aesthetic things that we seem to be electing people on? Why not go after a guy who can communicate? Again, I'm, I'm saying this politically. I'm not saying this is a good idea for myself. But someone who can communicate well and be likable and know how to do those things well. You know they learned games. that lesson. Yeah, they have to have. They've learned that lesson. And they win every time if that's the game. Oh, if you're talking popularity contest. You got that right. All the most popular kids. You got that right. Back in a minute. You're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. I'm sorry, I'm starting Christmas early. I needed it today. This won't get old at all uh, by Christmas time. <laughs> That's the good thing. Yeah, right. At least it'll stay fresh the whole time. Yeah, right? Almost. Right? Right. We do have a number of these that rotate, though, right? Yes, like, we do. Quite a few, so. Yes, we do. So. <laughs> and you're right. We you're, you know what? You are just, you're <laughs> Scrooge. No, I'm not. I am. Oh, come on. You know better than that. The it's man's just, spent- It's November 14th. Pat Gray spent three years of his salary to decorate his home. <laughs> yeah. I would say he is not, not screwed. That's, that's, that's true. a good point. That yeah. is true. We're still paying for the first year, and we have two more <laughs> on top. Of it. The issue here is the earliness of it. I mean, I think all everyone expects post Thanksgiving. I know, post I, I know and we, we always start the day after Thanksgiving. I just right. got up this morning. My wife freaked me out last night. Why? She said next week is Thanksgiving, and I was because oh, yeah. I was in bed, and I'm like, come on. Honey, we'll talk about this later. She's like, we need to make a decision. I'm like, we don't need to make a decision. It was Thanksgiving still a ways away. She's like, it's next week. <laughs> what? When did that happen? But the good part of that is it's uh, vacation week next week. Yes. No, no, no. Don't say that now. Wait. If we, if we keep it quiet, then mm. somebody in the Trump administration could say that we have been taken off the air. <laughs> Breitbart can report that. Um <laughs> Uh, but, you know, so I, I, I and I just needed I, I don't know, I, I need to get out of this. Uh, this funk that I was in today when I got up and and mainly is because I saw did you see the Mary Matlin Van Jones spat on ABC yesterday? No. Holy no. cow. My gosh, did they go at it head to head? We should get Mary on. She was. In the end, she was very sarcastic. Oh, well, I'm so deeply sorry. And it was a moment where nobody on the panel was looking at each other. Mm. What was the disagreement over? 
Uh, Van Jones said, you know, it's white lash. What we saw tonight was white lash. Oh. And he said, what do I tell him? So he said it again. Yes. No, he said that. No, no, no. And she brought it up. And she said, you know, Van, I think you should apologize for saying that it was white lash. And he said, I have nothing to apologize for. He said, that's what it was. And if you if you listen to the audio, I said, there is a there is a a number of people that are alt writers that this is white lash for them. Uh, I, I didn't hear the full text of it. I saw, you know, I saw the clip. Yeah, based on what we played, that's not what he said. But maybe yeah, he said it but, somewhere else. Yeah, maybe he or, or there he said, if you listen to the whole thing in context, I said it was a small number of people. If indeed he did say that, well, okay, um, I could see that it's a small number of white nationalists that were like, yeah, I want to take our country back. Well, some okay. of them even paid for robocalls, so we know that there yeah, was we know that a happened. number of them. Right, we know that happened. Um, her point was, you can't, you can't pin this on, um, you know, white lash. That's a small number of people. That's not what happened here. And you'd be better off talking to the former Democrats who are in places of coal country and talking to them and seeing that they are afraid. Basically, what um, Patel said last week, mm-hmm. you know, there are people who are afraid of their for their job and their livelihood. Yeah. And uh, it just got ugly from just got ugly from there. Just wow. got ugly. Mm. I like what Ben Sass wrote, though. Ben, ben Sass did an op ed about, um, you know, in this. This is how we feel. And you've got the left screaming at the top of their lungs about uh, how they don't want Trump to succeed. They want him to fail. And Ben Sa- and they are the ones who were yelling at us when Obama was elected twice that we were saying, okay, this guy could ruin America. Yeah, you remember when... You remember, they didn't think we should be rooting against him. Yeah, you work. remember when they went off against uh, Rush Limbaugh and Rush Limbaugh just threw it back in their face and said, I don't want him to be successful. Right. So Ben Sass is saying if you're rooting against Trump, you're rooting against America. And that's where we are. So we're trying to root for Trump right now. We're trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. We're, we're taking a wait-and-see approach. The Bannon thing is really that's hard. That's hard. It's hard to take. That's it hard really is. Because that really guy is. is a white. That I mean, guy the Reince is... Priebus thing is hard to take to me for, for the guy who's supposed to be anti-establishment. Yes. And then you get the most establishment guy. I can, I can, <clears> I can... Swallow that one without saying the 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 Bannon is an abomination. That guy is he is white nationalist, white power central. Yeah, he so knows exactly hard. what he's doing. Some of the sixty minutes interview was tough to take. Uh, he's already backed off the wall and said part of it might be offense. Which okay, I mean that's I I said early on I'd take offense. Just build a double wide fence because you're never going to get a wall built. Um, so if he actually builds a fence and it goes all the way ac- ac- across the border, that's, that's, that's fine. fine. But that's not what he said during the campaign. Do, do you think, is it, uh, are you worried at all about, you know, he's saying he's not going to, uh, he's going to leave parts of Obamacare in place. He's not going to tear up the Iran deal. Wor- worried about that. Yeah, yeah, I am. That's worrisome. Yeah, he's not going to tear up the Iran deal. He also said that he was going to take out about 2 million um, illegals that are here that are the most violent. And he said, we'll either take them out and put them uh, and ship them back home where they belong or we'll imprison them. Where do we have three million beds for prisons? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that's a little insane. And but then he went on to say in the 60 Minutes interview, um, if that and after we get the fence built, then we'll decide what we're going to do with the rest of them. 
Right. Good people. So the good here. people. So and have lived here for a long. You're going to get amnesty. Yeah, it's going to get amnesty it for 15 million. Seemed people. like that's where that's. Yeah, headed. but I mean that's also you know what you know Marco Rubio kind of. Uh, right, but, but that's, that's not the where problem. Trump was that's that the is problem. Not what Trump said during the campaign. That's trying to he apply. was not his promise. Marco Rubio was slaughtered because he said yeah. that, that he was being honest. By people who are currently in the administration. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Breitbart right. came apart for that. Um, I'm trying to apply the uh, Selena Zito standard we've talked about many yes. times, which is to take what he's saying uh, seriously, but not literally. Uh, you know, a lot of times, whether he's actually made a decision to say uh, that we're not going to have a wall or not, I have no idea. I'm just trying to, the general... Sense, I think he's trying to get through is that he's a uh, he's going to be tough on the border, and then probably afterwards we might be seeing some amnesty. I will we'll be see. Happy. I will judge him Here's on these where things. I am. Here's proposed. where I am. I'll be happy if he secures the border. Yes, if that means Me electronic. Too. That means fences. That means walls. That means troops. However, it's done. Whatever can be done it, should be done. I want it permanent. You know what I mean? I don't want, well, we're just going to send the National Guard down there. No, no, that's not permanent. That'll go away the minute you're out. So I want a permanent solution. Then beyond that, if we have to talk about people who have been here for 40 years, 20 years, whatever, okay, let's talk about it. I'm not going to be happy, but okay, we'll talk about it as long as the border is secure. But that's not what Donald Trump ran on. No, and it's, by any stretch of the imagination, many of the things that he will probably fall down on as campaign promises uh, will be things that I will actually like. Like he will be worse on many things. Like, for example, he's he was basically talking about, you know, 45 percent tariffs is an easy one. And then he said he's not necessarily going to do that, but that's definitely the threat he would make. I really hope he fails on that campaign promise mm-hmm. um, because I don't want them. And I think they will be terrible for the country. They will be disastrous for the country. Right. So, I mean, I, I'm, ho- you know, some of those things won't be. They will, they will point to him not necessarily being honest in the campaign, but the campaign's over. He's won. I had a guy come um, up to us after our event last night where we were talking about the Constitution and, and all of that. And immediately following that, he came up and he said, I got to talk to you about Donald Trump. <laughs> so, okay, uh, what? <laughs> and he's like, uh, you don't understand. You and Glenn don't understand because you you haven't read Art of the Deal. He's a negotiator. When I was twelve, his negotiating problem. He he didn't he didn't realize. I don't think Stu that you'd read it already. But uh, he knew <laughs> Glenn and I hadn't read Art of the Deal, and he's talking about negotiation. And I said, negotiation's not our problem with 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 Donald Trump and trade tariffs. Are our problem with Donald Trump and trade? I think what he was We're trying to say. Trade people. I think. Well, what, so am I. Yeah, and that's what does Trump says. But then he talks tariffs all the time. Right. But he, I think his point was he's not really a tariff guy. He's using that as the negotiating tool, possibly. Right. Yes. And that's, that's why I said I'll, I'll wait and see what he actually proposes. And Let's does. see if he turns out to be free trade. But he's he's continually. Backed up every time he has said, oh, "Look, I'm a big free trade guy. It's just that we need tariffs." <laughs> Wait a That's not free trade. Well, the um, uh, the Chinese responded to that today um, and said, "Go ahead, put a tariff. We're going to shut down your soybean. We're going to shut down your corn. Um, we'll shut down the imports. You go ahead, put a put a tariff on us. You will lose." You will lose. This is this is what I don't understand about the stock market. Is uh, I mean, it, it's already at an all time high that is all 
bogus. It's all bogus. And in the last few days, it's gone to a new all-time high, which is even more bogus. This just feels like 1929, like to the max to me. I mean, we are just, we are just itching for trouble. We just keep pouring money into things that don't make any sense at all. And we haven't seen any action. He puts a trade tariff in. You want to talk about a collapse of the economy. He he puts another trillion dollar spending bill in for, well, he wants a half a trillion dollars for his child, early child care. And then another trillion dollars for his stimulus. There's a trillion and a half dollars. Where's it coming from? Oh, and the tax cuts. So where's it all coming from? He's already said he doesn't have a problem with debt. Well, guys, at some point we're going to have to pay for that. They're not. Gonna, the rest of the world is not going to take it out of his salary. He's not taking the presidential salary. So Saving four hundred k right that. there. Yeah. Um, uh, I, uh, you know, but the, the Obamacare thing is another interesting part of that. And that he wants to keep the pre-existing conditions part of it. There are a few uh, the, the kids on your uh, insurance until they're twenty-six. He wants to keep several big parts of Obamacare. Um, and it, but he wants to get rid of conditions. I want to keep that. I want to keep the mandate. I want to keep right. You know, when you, when you start keeping little elements like that, pretty soon you've got no Obamacare. Obamacare. Right. It's close to Obamacare. However, some of the stuff he says he's got to get rid of, uh, like for example, maybe the penalty, uh, for not being on the mandate and, and things like that, that they can do through reconciliation, the budget process, you're taking away, you're essentially keeping the plan, but taking away the way to pay for it. Now, it was already a terrible the, idea beforehand. If you get rid of the mandate, then you are going to bankrupt all of the insurance companies. Right, because the whole point of Obamacare is to make uh, young, healthy people to pay for older people's health care. I mean, that's essentially the entire plan in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. So what he wants to do is keep the people who are older and, uh, and maybe have serious conditions, they get to keep getting covered. However, the younger people no longer have to be in the system to cover them. So now I fully 100% agree that you should not be paying penalties for not having insurance. I am 100% behind that effort. And it's going to be a very nuanced and difficult thing to repeal Obamacare in this environment without causing additional disasters. And the additional disasters don't get blamed on Obamacare. They get blamed on you. They get blamed on Republicans. They get blamed on, quote unquote, conservatives. They get blamed on that side of the argument who's been wanting to repeal it the whole time. Now, look, you still have to do it. But I just hope that he looks at it and, and, and is able to, and it seems like some of the people around him are, are pretty good on this realm, um, to be able to really look at the repercussions of this. Because it's a type of thing that can feel good on day one and turn into a massive disaster that turns all of the House and the Senate and everything else against you later on. If I were a fiction writer, here's the thing that I would be writing right now, that um, the FBI director was brought in and threatened that you are going to say something was wrong and then you're going to pull that back. Um, And he was threatened because the real power behind the power uh, found out that the economy and everything else is in much worse shape. And they knew if their guy got in, it'd be done. And their guy had already made a deal with the other guy, the celebrity, the Donald Trump character, they had already made a deal to help the, the Democrat win. He was going to just go out and just do crazy things. He had no intention of doing that. He was going to get the payoff for his service to the, new, to the next president later. 
Instead, they found out things were going to be really bad and they wanted to blame it on him. I mean, because that is probably what is coming. Great story if you wanted to write it. And now this. Gun sales growing at an incredible rate. If you own guns, you've got to protect them. People believe that they can have what you have if they can take it. Liberty Safe is the place where I store my guns. Liberty Safe is a safe that we bolt to the, to the concrete foundation. That thing's not opening, and it is not going anywhere. You're not getting the guns out of a Liberty Safe. You're not getting anything you keep in a Liberty Safe out. You're not taking the Liberty Safe out either. Right now, they're making 100, I'm sorry, 500 safes a day right here in America. And the demand keeps going up. Liberty Safe comes with a lifetime warranty. Their customer service is number one. I promise you, the only thing you'll regret on buying a Liberty Safe is you should have got a bigger one. Guarantee. Go to LibertySafe.com. Use promo code BECK. Get $250 off when you buy a Liberty Safe. LibertySafe.com. Discounts are automatic and matching mail-in rebate is also offered. For the best built safe on the planet, go to LibertySafe.com. Type in code name BECK. LibertySafe.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. This will be old. Um, so there are 700 counties in the United States that voted for Obama twice. Okay. Uh huh. Trump was able to pick off 209 of them. 209 of the 700. Hmm. There are 2,200 counties that never supported Obama at all in either election. How many did Clinton pick off? 2,200. None. Three. Six. Yeah. Legitimately. Uh. Six. I was closer without going over. Six of 2,200. <laughs> it just shows what a terrible candidate she was because even yes. just Did margin of error. Nobody, and, nobody in the media is, is pointing that out. No. I, nobody I, is saying, we ran the worst candidate of all time. No, what they're pointing out is, she won the popular vote. That's what they keep pointing out. Yep. Yep. And they're and firing Trump, up that. And Donald Trump, Trump, saying, yeah, Trump Donald Trump keeps saying, what a landslide it was. No, it wasn't. And this he agreed. the worst turnout in a while, yeah. In a long time. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. The key to having a great day starts with having a great night's sleep, and I know because I have a Casper mattress. The Casper mattress was invented with two high-tech foams that give you all of the support that you need and guarantee that you get the best night's sleep ever. Time Magazine named Casper mattress one of the best inventions of 2015. Casper ships for free in a box so small you won't believe it holds the actual mattress, making it simple to get from your front door to your bedroom. And you try it for 100 nights risk-free. They'll come and pick it up if you don't love it as much as I love mine, and they'll refund every single dime. Once you try it, you're never going to want to sleep on anything else. Having a great day by having a great night's sleep. Casper.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn. 
$50 off the purchase of your mattress at casper.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. Don't forget, $50 off the purchase of your mattress. Casper.com slash Glenn. Terms and conditions do apply.